I'm Heidi. And I'm Nicole. I'm Nicole's mom. And now I'm also a mom. We created this podcast to talk about all the joyful, beautiful, and sometimes awful parts of motherhood. We aren't experts, but we do have experience. Our goal is to talk about motherhood IRL. That means in real life, mom. Yeah, thanks, Nicole. And thanks for joining us in our motherful adventures. Welcome back to the Motherful Podcast. Today we have our friend Tiffany, and she is a lover of all things chocolate, cheesy Hallmark movies, National Geographic documentaries, and she would probably rescue every single homeless pet or animal for that matter, except that her husband has a three pet limit, which he strictly enforces. (laughs) She's a mom of two teenagers and is blessed to have her dream job running her own full-time business as a holistic fitness and nutrition coach for moms. A true introvert at heart and deeply passionate about exploring the great outdoors, she loves to spend her spare time hiking, backpacking, and canyoneering. She doesn't consider herself antisocial, however, just pro-solitude. I love that. <laughs> Tiffany, I thought I read that and I was like, oh, pro solitude. Yeah, that's me now. <laughs> well, I wish I could take credit for that. I actually have a bumper sticker that I found that goes on my car that I was like, and every time friends or whatever see that, they're like, oh my gosh, that's so you. Like, where did you get that? And I'm like, yeah. So I, I can't take the credit for yeah. that thing, but <laughs> it fit me to a T. So. <laughs> And we've known Tiffany a long time, and I've been blessed to be a client of hers for a long time, even before you were doing this current business. So we are so glad that you're here with us tonight, and um, we're excited to hear what you have to say about fitness and how it relates to motherhood. But let's first uh, go through some lightning questions. Okay. Okay, our first question what is your favorite winter activity? And I guess I can start. Um, I don't really like winter activities. So I said anything that doesn't involve snow (laughs) because I hate being cold and I've never, I've tried skiing a few times, but it, it never caught on and I've never snowboarded. And I just, I just don't like being cold. I hate going out to my car and like scraping the ice off of it. Yeah. So I, I stick to summer activities. <laughs> that's too funny. And go figure. That's like my, my answer was, is like snowshoeing and winter mountaineering and all that stuff. Yeah. But I will say <laughs> all the adventurous sports. I hate being cold too. And I've learned the hard way, like through lots of mistakes and like trial and error, how to actually finally stay warm because I'm right there with you, Nicole. Like if you're cold, like it's miserable, like yeah, it's just no fun. fun. But yeah. if you are warm and you know kind of finally I feel like I figured out how to dress the right way then it's great but yeah Mm -hmm. it is no fun because I hate being cold too so that's so funny that you guys say that because my favorite winter activity is going in the hot tub oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it (laughs) oh my gosh that would would probably be my favorite too actually oh my gosh the, well, that, I wish I had a hot That just tub. gives you a little bit of a glimpse into my lifestyle right I now. Love it. I love I love going in the hot tub in the evenings in the winter time. It's like 
It's awesome. That's funny. <laughs> it's such a great way to like not be cold and yes. not be cold. Right. There you <laughs> go. Best of both worlds. Okay. Our next question. If you could make one rule for everyone in the world to follow, what would it be? <laughs> and I have to say, I really hate uh, people who fight on Facebook because I think it is the stupidest thing to fight with people that you don't even know. And people get so heated in comments yeah. and different debates. And it's oh, like, my gosh, it yes. makes me mad just reading the comments. So I'm like, just calm down. So like, stupid. This is not worth your time to argue over. But no. oh, yeah, I agree. It's so dumb. It is dumb. And it's not like you're going to change yeah. anyone's mind by getting so upset. No, no. It just is pointless. We're totally not. Well, yeah. Yeah. then mine is be kind. So I guess it's kind yeah. of, it's, yeah. Same, yeah, like just same be thing. kind. If everyone could just be kind, yeah. like the world would be such a better place. Yeah. Kindness. We need more kindness. Yes. I love yep. that too. Um, mine is a little bit selfish. I just want everyone to use their blinkers when they're driving. <laughs> really? <laughs> Just use your blinker. Hey, that's, oh, that that's could be funny. technically considered being kind. Like you're giving people, you know, like yes. courtesy, common courtesy yeah, exactly. here. So. Or just following the law. There we go. I'm pretty sure that's a law. You're right. Oh my gosh. That is a law. Mm-hmm. Just follow the, follow the law. It. Yep. <laughs> okay, our last question for today. What food did you love as a kid, but you dislike now? And mm-hmm. I had a hard time with this one because I feel like I generally like most of the foods that I liked when I was a kid, but mostly just because of the memories, not because mm-hmm. I actually like how the food tastes. Yes. But I do have to yeah. say, so I had a childhood best friend and we are still best friends, but we don't live close to each other. So on her birthday, um, instead of getting her a gift, I decided I was going to dedicate the day to eating all of the foods that I remembered from our childhood. <laughs> <And> so. <laughs> That included things like um, fried egg sandwiches, which was a fried egg between two pieces of white bread with ketchup and top ramen and bean (laughs) cheese burritos. And uh, my favorite was a tortilla microwave with cinnamon sugar and butter rolled up. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I totally used to do that. (laughs) We had this recipe for lemon sherbet and I don't know where we found it like some kids magazine or something and I swear there was one summer that we made that lemon sherbet every single day and I'm I'm pretty sure it was literally just lemon <laughs> juice and sugar and milk but that was like and then yeah. you froze it. that was like our yeah. favorite thing and so I made that again and had that for dessert and I texted her pictures of it all day long and she she loved it that's it was the best so birthday present great. ever. <laughs> I was gonna say, what a wonderful, like, a fun way to, like, yeah, yes, remember her birthday. And those are not things that I would eat every day. Yes. Like, I, I would, I don't even know the last time I ate a tortilla microwave with <laughs> sugar and butter. Yeah. But, but it was fun for a day. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So yeah, I probably have a few, but the one that came to my like split second when I thought of the when you had this question was uh craft macaroni and cheese and like as a kid like it had to be craft like I did not like oh, oh yeah. sure. other brand uh-huh. and I probably yep. still ate that even into my like early 20s or whatever but now like uh-uh, there's no Blech. way I would eat it like yeah but it's funny because that was like my one thing that I like probably had 
couple of times at least a week. You know, it was our staple that everyone had in the yeah. cupboard. You make it when you're babysitting. Yep. Like that's what. Oh, that yeah. was totally me. That yep. I actually think that that's the food that I would not eat anymore. Also, Kraft macaroni and mm-hmm. cheese because I, my mom didn't make it at my house. I only got uh-huh. to eat it when I was babysitting. And so I always ate it with the people that I was babysitting for. And I just, because it wasn't at my house, I just loved it. Yes. But then my kids wanted it and I made it for my kids. And I was always like, no, I don't need any of that. You you guys can eat the whole thing. (laughs) See, but for me, that's another food that like, I don't actually like the flavor of it that much, but it's just Mm -hmm. the memory of like. I loved it so much when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's just fun. <laughs> Food does that, I'm sure. Know. That's funny. Okay, Tiffany, we're super excited to have you on. Um, I was telling my mom, I feel like I'm very passionate about fitness and nutrition, but I'm not, I don't know how to put words to it. It's just like my own personal experience that makes me passionate about it, but I don't like openly share that or talk about it with other people. So I'm really hoping that you um, can put words to my feelings. (laughs) The pressure is now. (laughs) Yeah, why I love fitness and nutrition so much. Yeah, Yeah, so why don't you just um, tell us about yourself, about your family, and then just a little bit about what you do um, as a fitness coach, what, yeah. what is your actual title? Holistic, Fitness, yeah, holistic fitness and nutrition coach. Okay. okay. So I have yeah. to do a disclaimer though, Tiffany, because we say on our introduction that we're not experts and we don't mean to talk to experts. We just want to talk with normal people, but I have to do a disclaimer that you are definitely, in my opinion, an expert on this. And so <laughs> we are we're both, breaking our own rules. Yes, we're breaking our own rules. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so oh, we're glad you're here. That's great. <laughs> well, I am super excited to be here. And I do have to just say, like, that's, I think, part of what really appealed to me, like when I listened to your very first podcast about how Nicole was talking about, there's just so much information out there. And um, it can be really confusing. And then how Heidi, you were talking about like, just, yeah, there's all these podcasts by experts, and you just wanted to do one that was like normal everyday people. And I love that, because I feel like that's who I resonate the most with. So anyways, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm super excited to be here. So thanks for having me. But yeah, yeah. so uh, let's see, I have two kids, two teenagers, uh, a son and a daughter. Um, My son, Kevin is 18. And Maddie is 15. And I feel so old when I say their ages out loud. (laughs) Um, Oh, my gosh. And Fred and I, my husband and I have been married for again, I'm going to feel old. We're going on 26 and a half years. So yeah, I got married kind of well, when I was kind of young. And you know, I'm like, you guys introduced my bio, like I'm a big animal lover. So I have to, you know, mention I do have, you know, my dog, she's a 12 year old. I know. I was curious, what what are your three pets right now? Well, technically, I could get a third because we are down to two, you know, I we have a geriatric (laughs) household of pets right now, because we had oh two goodness. cats and one of them passed away. Finally, she was like 20 years going on 21. Oh, wow. And now my other cat that we have left, she is 
19 she's going on 20 and oh, then our, Tiffany, our don't dog. tell me that i have an old cat that i hope really? i wish dies but he's only oh, like no. 13 <laughs> oh my gosh okay well they're indoor only so that's probably why they live as long as they do oh, okay but, goodness. Um, so yeah <laughs> but that that I'm, I'm trying to think what else that that's kind of us in a nutshell like we've been here for forever um yeah. And as far as like, you know, what I do, um, yeah, I have, I got my degree in exercise and sports science from University of Utah back in 2000 and, you know, was a personal trainer and fitness instructor for years. And then, you know, kind of started to transition to coaching aspect. And then when COVID hit, it was kind of like that gave me, well, gave me the opportunity. It was kind of like, okay sink or swim like this is your opportunity to kind of do what you've thought about doing and now's the time to either just go for it or or don't and Mm -hmm. um so that was that was kind of maybe the the push that I needed to just have faith and just go for it and um and I guess just to kind of you know for anyone listening like if you know, a lot of people are like, well, what's the difference between a trainer and coaching? And I would just kind of, I guess, summarize it as, you know, like a trainer, you know, you're, you're giving people like workouts to do and programming and things like that, maybe helping them with, you know, what to eat. Whereas coaching, it's kind of what I like to describe as I help you coaches help you bridge the gap between what you like, what we all know we should be doing and actually like doing it. So it's more about how to implement because we all know what to do, right? We all know, like we should be exercising and healthy, but doing it is a whole other Ball game, yeah. and so that's I think where the coaching comes in, um, the accountability so yeah. part. Yeah, and kind of what I liked about it when I was working with you, Tiffany, was um, yes, the accountability, Nicole, like you said, but also th- having a community of moms who were still, we were all working towards the same thing, and it wasn't necessarily weight loss; it was yep. health. It was being the best, healthiest person that we could be so that we could function in the way that we wanted to. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. And it doesn't mean weight loss for everybody. Right. And I think the difference with you, Tiffany, was that it's not always focused on weight loss. It's focused on nutrition and activity, Mm -hmm. but not necessarily weight loss. And so that I think, Nicole, I think that's what a lot of the difference is with her as a coach. Yeah. So yeah. Nicole did have a question like why um and like I said we worked a lot with um, our group was all moms mm-hmm. but why did you choose to specifically work with moms? You know, I was thinking about that and I think, you know, as I look back because gosh, I've been, you know, a trainer and for for more over 20 years and I think Well, I started out like kind of working, well, I worked with men and women, but the majority of my clients always has been women. And Mm -hmm. so that was part of it. And then I just feel like, I guess I can relate more to mom now that I'm, you know, older, like now that I've had kids, I feel like just, I feel like I can relate more to moms and I know that you know, as moms, we are wearing so many different hats, you know, we're doing so many things. 
And it can be hard to find that balance and put ourselves like put our self care, make that a priority. A lot of times I feel like we almost feel like we're being selfish, you know, for doing that, Mm -hmm. because we're supposed to put everyone else needs above our own. And so I think, as I like, just part of my own journey, like recognizing and my own struggles, especially like with mental health and everything, it just became like, that was my passion. And I it would make me sometimes sad to hear like, Uh, I don't want to get off like on a completely different tangent, but just some of the women that, you know, I work with um, come from like just years and years of, of struggling, whether it's to lose weight or just self-esteem and, and, and they feel like failures and it it just, it breaks my heart. And so I, I want to be kind of like a breath of fresh air and try to, I guess, not undo, but kind of like against what social media and everything out there is like telling us what we should look like and what we should be doing as women and, and trying to, I guess, combat that. And I just, I feel like that's kind of my mission. I, I, I don't necessarily can say I felt that way all the time, but as I have like, you know, got further and further in my career and worked with more and more women, I just felt like I was drawn to that because I just feel like I can relate. And I just feel like there's such a need for just compassion and and positivity, especially when it comes to our health and fitness. And um, there just needs to be other options out there other than some of just the typical things that we tend to think about when weighing a certain amount or looking a certain way. Yeah, there has to be other options for us. Yeah, because we're all different. Exactly. I like how you talked about mental health and the connection with mental health and fitness. And I was wondering if you would share some of your thoughts and insights into that. Well, let me just like kind of go back to like when I was growing up and, you know, I never really learned how to play sports. You know, my parents like didn't really like I, I, learned how to play the piano and things like that, but I never really learned how to play sports. Um, and so growing up, like I hated PE and like all that because like, I didn't know what I was doing. And so I was always the one to get picked last or get teased because I couldn't dribble a basketball or things like that. And so I think I just, a lot of it was like, just this lack of self-confidence. Mm-hmm. And um, I never learned to do anything like that. Now, my parents did put me in um, they swim lessons, and then I was on a swim team. So I did, you know, embrace competitive swimming for years up through high school. And that was really good. Yeah. Um, but I think just because I had such a negative experience with PE and fitness in general, like I think swimming was what ultimately like brought me out of my shell and I was able to be active and you know in high school I did like part of our training was was running and lifting weights and all that and I I found like I really enjoyed that and then like fast forward to when Fred and I first met we were dating like his family was huge into sports like huge into sports and so I think in a way like being active, like fitness wise and exercising was one way that I felt like, okay, well, I may not know anything about sports, but at least I can be active in my own way. And I think that's also kind of what led me to the outdoors things like hiking and rock climbing and things. It's because it's not, it's something I could learn to do. And I didn't anyway. So um, so that's kind of how I, I got into that. And then 
I think exercise was just always like my, my, my goat, like medicine. You've heard people mm-hmm. say like exercise yeah. is medicine. It was totally that way for, for me. Sure. Yes. And so I had this drive and I didn't, um, you know, I mentioned my mental health and I wasn't actually diagnosed with, with anything until gosh, probably like early in my thirties. Um, and, and once I kind of learned all about like my, okay, I'm, I'm struggling with depression and anxiety. And then later I was diagnosed with ADHD. Um, it was kind of like, oh, that's probably one of the reasons I was like, I don't want to say addicted, but kind of to exercise because it provided that dopamine, yeah. that those, yeah. you know, those feel good, those endorphins as, and as humans, like, especially as mom, like, you know, we, we need that, those things to help feel good. And so that was like my go-to, that's how I like just took care of myself and, and it just was, I don't know, it was my, my thing, like, just because it felt so yeah. good. And so mm-hmm. that's, I think the biggest thing is it's been such, um, I think, just with me, and especially with the moms I work with, like, exercise, like when you feel better about yourself, like you're a better wife, you're a better mom, you're a better person. And you know, my, my family sometimes jokes, like when I start to get cranky, you need to go out and go on a hike or something, or, you know, take Sassy out. And I've heard other people say that kind of same thing, but I feel like it was my, my medicine. Like that was just what provided those, those chemicals that those endorphins that helped me to, to feel good. And so when I, I think, you know, looking back, I probably was dealing with some depression for years before I finally did seek out help and kind of hit that rock bottom. But one of the reasons that I did finally seek out help is because exercise was no longer providing those endorphins for me Mm -hmm. like they used to. And that was really hard because I knew like, why is it, why, why is it so hard for me to feel motivated? You know, why is it so hard for me to get out of bed in the mornings? Like I love hiking. I love doing all these things, but when the things that you love no longer are like, you're not excited Mm -hmm. to do them and you're dreading them. That was like a red flag, like, okay, something's not right. And then on top of that, there was physical, um, uh, symptoms. Like I would feel nauseous all the time. I had no energy. Um, and so that was kind of like a big, indicator like okay exercise has been my go-to for years and years and years and now that it's not working like something something's not right here so yeah yeah. did that answer your question did I go off on that was so great I I think (laughs) it's important to realize the connection between mental health and physical health because huge our generation is finally talking about things like this Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) so I remember when I had four kids at home and it was really crazy during the day. And all I was doing was giving, 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 serving, serving, serving. Yes. And I would just need, I would just walk around the block, even if I could just get out by myself in the silence Mm -hmm. and walk around the block for like 10 minutes. And it was totally rejuvenating to me. And, um, even, and I think that's one of the reasons that I love dogs too, is because mm-hmm. they actually get me out of the house. When I was a teenager, if I, I grew up with eight kids in my family and I wow. was the third, I'm the third oldest. And 
as a teenager, we had dogs and I walked that dog religiously because I just needed to get out of the house and just walk. (laughs) And um, so I know that for me, it has been a a mental release, um, Mm -hmm. but I don't know that I always recognized it as that. I just thought I was going for a walk, you know, but uh, now that I think about it, definitely it was that it was a mental health moment for me. For sure. Do you feel like you have advice for moms who are struggling with these types of things? Yes. Because you, you've had a personal experience and you work with, you work with people who struggle with these things every day. So, or, or I was even going to say like, what's the first step? (laughs) Like it doesn't need, Mm -hmm. we don't have to be start on a fitness program. We just need to move. Don't you think Tiffany? Absolutely. Um, the things that I had kind of written down here, there's, there's three things. So if you don't mind, let me start with like the first one, because the moving, just moving, that is actually one of them. Um, that's number three and I'll get into that, but let me back up before that. Just if, if that's okay, just because I feel like there's again, from that holistic deep health approach, there's, there's so many other factors that affect our ability to actually execute the the movement and the nutrition. And so I want to say, I guess the first thing is, and this is probably kind of relates back to just the way I felt for years until I did get a diagnosis and was able to kind of work through some of these mental health issues. But I hear this from moms like younger and, and older alike about like, oh, I just I just need to get more motivated. I'm so lazy. Like, you know, what's yeah. what's wrong with me? And I think the first <laughs> thing I wanted to point out is that you're not lazy. Like moms are the the farthest thing from lazy that, you know, (laughs) there's just no way, but, but we're trained to think that way. Right. That's like, if we're not exercising all the time, if we're not doing, then we must be lazy and nothing could be further from the truth. Or like if we don't get everything on our list done in the day, then we were lazy that day. Oh yeah. That's my problem right there. Yes, exactly. So the first thing is just, I want to like have help. Hopefully whoever's listening, if you felt that way before, like rest assured, you are not lazy. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with you. Like it's normal to like feel that way. Um, But it's not you. It's just, there's a lot of factors that affect our ability to actually do the thing. So that's the first thing I just want to point out is there's nothing wrong with you. You're, you're normal. We all feel that way. The second thing is kind of, I guess, piggybacking off that is self-compassion might seem like weird and people might be like, well, what does that have to do with fitness and nutrition? But kind of going back to what I mentioned before about so many moms that have struggled for years with just whether it's consistency or again, their, their weight, like we sometimes don't even realize how like mean we are to ourselves Mm -hmm. and you can't hate yourself thin or you can't hate yourself into change. That might, that initial like fear or guilt or whatever you want to call it might help you actually start something initially, but it's not lasting. And so I think self-compassion is like a huge part of like, and that's not easy for everyone. Like, but, but being kind to yourself and trying to recognize, like, when you do have those negative thoughts about yourself or like, why can't I do this? What's wrong with me? 
that would be one of the first place to start is start just, you know, catching yourself when you 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 say those things and and giving yourself some grace, like, you know, you have a lot on your plate, and it's okay. Yeah. One of the things that I have learned how to do over the years was, um, if I'm like frustrated with particularly why the way my body looks yes. in a swimsuit, for example, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I honestly, I'm over it now, but I honestly had had to tell myself this body birthed four children. Like yes. that it, it's, it's, it can't be per like, it can't look a certain way because it gave birth to four kids. Yes. And like, I have to know, like, I have to remind myself that that is an amazing thing and mm -hmm. it should look this way. Yes. That's yeah. I what love that, God Heidi. intended for it to look like. Yes. I love so that. It, it took me a long time, but I, I did get past that. Well, and I can, I can add something right there too, that I was, you know, all through high school and growing up, the media tells you that you have to look a certain way. Yeah. And so that was something that I really struggled with through high yep. school. But I think, so I served a mission and on my mission, I basically didn't have time to focus on that because you're just so busy focusing on other people. Yeah. You don't have control over what you're eating. You don't have control over how much you're exercising. And so it was just like, not on my radar for that year and a half. Yeah. And so I came home and I was like, I, I really like this perspective. I, I really want to keep this. I don't want to go back to worrying about my weight. I don't want to go back to worrying about calories and how much mm -hmm. I'm eating. I like how I feel when I'm not focused on me. Yeah. So yeah, I feel like my, my focus shifted more towards nutrition and fitness, but in not a negative way. Yeah. Yes. In a healthy, positive not like a way. degrading way. Like I have to eat this way. Right. I have to work out. It's right. like, wait, if I work out first thing in the morning, that's going to be a great start to my day. Working out is going to wake me up and I'm going to feel great. I'm going to get the endorphin boost and the dopamine boost. And I'm going to have a great day if I work out first thing in the morning. And then if I'm eating healthy foods, if I'm filling my diet with lots of vegetables and lots of fruits and lots of protein, then I feel better. Like my stomach doesn't hurt all day long and I'm not hungry. And so I think just shifting, yeah. not even the focus, but just like the perspective that I was coming from, because those were all the things that I was doing before, but it was in a very negative way. And it was really mm -hmm. just digging myself into a deeper hole. So it's interesting that you say that, Nicole, about feeling that way as a teenager, because uh, when so you and Morgan, obviously, are both girls. And when you both came along, I was really, really aware of the world's view on women and how they should look. And I mean, that, like I said, this is like 25 years ago. Mm -hmm. And um, I tried so hard not to say, ever say anything. Like I... I mentally, I tried my hardest. I focused on it on a regular basis, not to ever say anything about the way I looked in front of you guys yeah, or the way any other woman looked Yeah, like the way that some women will say to their husband, <laughs> this is kind of a joke. Do these pants make me look fat or yeah. does this make my butt look big? Mm -hmm. I have never said that. 
because yeah. I was afraid that these little female ears would hear me say that. And unintentionally, yep. I would um, give them the feeling that my body had to look a certain way. Yeah. And so even as hard as I tried not to do that, you still, yeah. because of the world, uh-huh. felt like the looks was what was important. Well, I was going to say just not talking bad, I don't think is enough anymore. I feel yeah. like you have to be consciously talking positive. Like you are so yeah. strong. Like look at how much your body yes. can do for you. Like your body is so amazing. Like it's, you have to counter because the negative is going to come in no matter what. Right. And so right. you have to like consciously not just drown out the negative or not just not acknowledge the negative, but like consciously bring in positive so to counteract it true so sorry to interrupt and get no, you off track I, you you I'm have a glad third you guys did <laughs> and i do but i just want to say like those that that illustrates my whole point perfectly so yeah. i am so glad you guys did and because just just to kind of sum up like like going back to what you were saying nicole like how much more pleasant how much how much better do you feel when you change the focus onto like the positive things about it versus coming oh, yeah. from a negativity. Like it's, it's night and day. And oh, who yeah. wants it's to, not a chore. So, it's like what I look ex- forward exactly. to every day. Like, yep. The night before I'm so, like, Hey, what workout am I going to do tomorrow? <laughs> right. So, so that's probably so kind of weird. I don't think normal people did. do no. that. <laughs> well, I, I'm so glad that you guys shared that because I think that that is a perfect illustration of, of the point I was trying to get across. So thank you so much for sharing those things. Well, I like and, how also when, when I was working with you, Tiffany, we talked about how, um, (laughs) I think we talked about this, this might've been something else, but how, um, you don't work out to negate what you ate. Like I ate a cupcake for breakfast. So now I have to work out. Yeah. And, and I feel like you helped me helped retrain my thinking that working out isn't to, um, cover up all your mistakes of your food. <laughs> yes. No, that's so t- and I think for me that's such because I struggled with with binge eating for for quite some time and and that's what you know, I learned from that because that's what I would do. I would exercise to burn everything off. Exercise was a punishment yeah. to, to make up for everything that I ate too much of. So yeah, it's so yeah. I'm, I'm so glad that that was was something that you know, was was helpful for you there. So yeah, it was. Yay. Well, then let's go back to what you were kind you started to say, Heidi, that was my number three about just kind of, I just put starting small and one of my favorites, um, I call it daily practices. Heidi, if you remember, like, you know, when, you know, everyone, when I'm working with clients, yeah, there's like a, a, a habit that you might be working on for, you know, a couple of weeks. I mean, I call it a daily practice. And so right. it's one that has been extremely powerful for me. And I feel like it's, it's can be really helpful for so many people is I just call it the five minute action. So when you are feeling like overwhelmed, or you're not maybe sure where to start, just start somewhere like what's one what's the simplest thing you can do and especially like if we're talking about just movement and if if I go back and forth between calling it exercise and movement I kind of like to call it movement because I feel like exercise sometimes has a lot of baggage with it so 
I prefer to yeah. call it movements and do it in ever yeah. way, shape or form that you want to move. But what could you do just for five minutes? Um, and that can do a couple of things. It can help take the overwhelm, you know, out of it a little bit. Like it doesn't have to be the 60 minute intense workout. Like I love how you shared that you would just go for a walk, you know, even if it was 10 minutes when you had, you know, your kids were younger and just to get a fr- breath of fresh air. So yeah. there's, you know, you can apply this five minute action in any area, whether it's nutrition or fitness, but it's something that I think is really powerful because all too often it's easy to fall into that all or nothing mindset where if it's not a, you know, a workout, it doesn't count. And so if we can learn to kind of just shift that and just like, what's the smallest thing? Where can I just start? You know, that might just be going up and down the stairs in your house or whatever you feel like doing. Um, Yes, it may not like be the best workout ever. It's not going to get you in the best shape of your life, but it gets you started and it can act as kind of like a placeholder of sorts, like where you start like, okay, at least if I'm starting small, I'm starting somewhere, then it makes it that much easier just to build on Mm -hmm. as circumstances permit. But I think it's just so easy to overlook the importance or just the power of starting small. And don't overthink it, just whatever you can do with whatever circumstances you have in the moment versus always kind of waiting for that perfect time or whatever, because there is no such perfect time. So I think that's probably the biggest thing I think that can help in my experience, you know, and, and it can yeah. be, yeah. and that's the beauty is you choose whatever that is, you know, yeah, you get right. to choose, but just starting small with that five minute action, whether it actually takes five minutes or not, isn't the point. It's just, it needs to be simple easy and something that you feel good about. That's awesome. That's a great place to start. So hopefully that's helpful. I know. Yes. Yeah. The first two maybe weren't like totally, but I just feel like the self-compassion and just recognizing that you are normal, you know, like that's totally helpful. I think that's Mm -hmm. really helpful for women to recognize that you're not alone and you're struggling, you know, like so many people feel this way too. Well, so, yeah. yeah. And those Anyways. first two things aren't normally talked about. That's not something that we hear a lot. And so it's definitely important and valuable. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. That was, oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Well, we are going to move on to our final question, which we ask everybody at the end of our podcast episodes. Um, what advice would you give to your former self about becoming a mother? This can be related to fitness or not. I know we've been talking about fitness this whole time, (laughs) but just in general, what advice would you give to your former self? I would just, I would love to go back and and just tell myself now, whether I could actually digest and process it back when I was younger, I don't know. But if I could, I would just tell myself like, you don't have to fit a certain mold. There's a million different ways to be a mom and you Mm -hmm. don't, it's okay to be like different. And I think like part of, again, with the, the mental health aspect of things, like if I could describe 
my whole like how I felt all through like growing up and just until I got diagnosed with with all the the stuff they talked about it was the word overwhelm and Mm -hmm. I always Uh, felt overwhelmed by just the littlest things and I always felt like I was I was comparing myself everyone else seemed to have it together or you know like be the perfect mom and I wish I could go back and tell myself that like no like there's not just one right or wrong way or you don't have to fit like there's there's a million different ways to be a mom and it's okay. And mm-hmm. I guess that that's, that's the main thing. And I don't know, sometimes do you ever look back on experiences and, and you wonder, like, even if you could go back and tell yourself that, like, sometimes we have Would to it go really through be the, different. Exactly. Yeah. Like we have to go through the experiences that we do yeah. to kind of appreciate and understand that. So anyways, I think that's, that's the advice. Relating that back to fitness. I definitely feel like that going through high school, like putting myself on diets and like paying attention to my calories and stuff like that obviously was not a fun experience. And there's parts of me that wishes that I, you know, was better than that and could see, Mm -hmm. you know, my true worth and stuff. But also at the same time, I'm like, I actually did gain a lot of knowledge through that experience. Like, I don't think I would be where yeah. I am now. Like now it's a lot easier for me to be intuitive because I have that background of being obsessive. You That's know? a good point. Yeah. So, yeah. Just to prove your point of, you know, experiences might not always be the funnest in the moment, right? <laughs> but we definitely learn from them. Yep. And I think we are who we are because of them. So true. So. Tiffany, um, for all of our listeners, all all of them, <laughs> if they would like to visit your website or yeah. have contact with you, what would be a good way for them to do that? So my website is trhcoaching.com. And if anyone is on Facebook, I have my free um, private Facebook group just for women called Club Supermom. And that is a great place for anyone who like I do free weekly Facebook lives in there on different topics ranging from like everything again that that fitness nutrition, but also a big part of it is that, you know, the mindset and, and deep health approach behind it. So it's, we have a lot of fun, but yeah. So those, I would say are the two, the two main places where people could check out if they feel so inclined. Okay. So, That's awesome. Thanks for having me, you guys. This was fun. Yeah. Thank you for being a part of this. I appreciate we, it. We've been looking forward to this episode for a long time yeah. and I think a lot of moms will love it. There's a reason we put you in January too. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. Well, I'm so happy. So thank you so much for um, thinking of me and giving me the opportunity. It's it's been so much fun just to chat with you guys. I've loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for another episode. We hope you found inspiration for your own life. And hopefully we're as funny as we think we are. Find us on Instagram at The Motherful Podcast for updates on each episode.